All right, and welcome to another exciting episode of Sports Bears from an Agent's Perspective. All right, you're with your host, uh, Zila, a.k.a. Chester Mbekela. And um, yeah, man, episode number 54. All right, episode number 54. We keep grinding, man. We keep bringing you um, your sporting content. Um, I'm loving this. I don't know if you are, but I am. But um, yeah, an exciting show lined up for you guys. But before we get more into that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. I know, you know, from my personal experience, man, when I was an athlete, when I was a player, you know, there'd be times I would go through, you know, feelings of like stress and anxiety, you know, stress to perform, you know, stress to play well, to make sure you play for that next contract. And, you know, I really wish that I had had, you know, certain like avenues to really vent and get out these frustrations and just have an objective party to talk to. All right. Better help, man. It's a platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you through, you know, your tough time or whatever you're going through. Now you're able to talk to your therapist in private, um, in an online environment at your convenience. So it's literally therapy um, wherever you may be, you know. Um, there's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then uh, you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Imagine that, under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions and then uh, plus you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist um, and everything you share is 100% and completely confidential. Right? What I've found helpful, man, with using a platform um, like BetterHelp, again, you know, is just the response time. That if you're going through something, um, you're able to talk with your therapist and share it right there and then. You know, my therapist, uh, Mark, is so efficient, um, and I'm really um, happy that I'm working with him. All right, and then you can actually also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime if the current, like the current um, therapist that you matched with doesn't work out for you. All right, so you don't need to stress and feel like you're trapped with one therapist. You can actually request to change. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to Sports Bears from an agent's perspective, podcast listeners. So you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. Right? That's betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. E-K-E-L-A, Bekela. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All 
All right, and welcome back, man. Um, yeah, hope you guys didn't vanish on me. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so today we have you know very exciting episode, action packed um, discussions. You know, with regards to the J leagues. All right, so J one and J two. Um, those will be our you know predominant discussion for today, because those are the games you know that I was able to view in the past ten days. Those are the games I've been watching. All right, so we're basically going to be recapping and just comment on you know some of the few surprises and um, and just some of the notable games that we were able to witness in the past ten days. All right, um, yeah. So I think in starting off, in kicking it off, I think I'm gonna I'll kick it off with uh, Shimizu Espals versus Vissel Kobe. All right, now. Everybody knows that Vissel Kobe has, has been, you know, they've been really struggling um, this season. But against Shimizu, man, they were able to show little glimpses of why, you know, they've been, you know, considered as one of the better teams, you know, in, in the previous seasons. Um, so, yeah, um, they, they beat Shimizu Espals two points to one. And this was a home game for them, you know. You know, when I, when I watched that game, as, you know... You know, according to my observation, like from what I could see, I think that these guys, you know, they were in a position where that was a very desperate win for them, you know, because they really, man, they came out guns blazing. The way they were playing, you know, on that day, you could have never, ever, ever guessed that these guys are, you know, basically lost on the log, you know. So shout out to them. Um, you know, the big guns came to play, man. Andre, Andre Iniesta, I mean, as much as... Look, he keeps showing glimpses of his greatness, but, you know, <laughs> I do think, you know, the, the old boy needs to consider, you know, sitting down now. Um, he's had an amazing run. You know, he's had an amazing football career. And the fact that he came down, you know, from um, he came from Spain and he didn't seem like a player who was just coming over to Japan, you know, playing out the rest of his days and looking at retiring anytime soon no he's come out and he's been performing and he's been playing like a guy who you know almost sort of like kicking off a second career you know and he's already done so much you know for his previous club FC Barcelona and what he did for Spain as well as just being a general in the midfield and the fact that he's been able to come to Japan and just continue from his form, you know, um, while he played top flight at his peak, you know, in his prime. But I do think, you know, signs are showing that, yeah, that the old boy needs to consider uh, packing it in. And I'm very interested to know that, you know, once Andre Iniesta um, decides to retire from professional football, will he consider moving back to Spain or will he remain in Japan and basically help out with the club, you know, with the youngsters and stuff like that? And, you know, from my opinion, I actually do think that Iniesta might end up staying because he's voiced so many times, man, on, uh, you know, on platforms. And even in some of the, the J-League um, online platform, he's always voiced about how much he's loving life in Kobe, you know. And I don't blame him, man. I've never been to Kobe, funny enough, but um, I've heard only good things about it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a coastal city. I'm sure for him, it reminds him a lot um, of Barcelona, 
you know so i think that's why and i mean he's over here with his whole family and you know the kids are growing up then i mean they've gotten accustomed to japanese culture i mean iniesta has been here since i think 2017 or 2018 but since i've been in japan um i've always known that iniesta was around so yeah man it's 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 really it's going to be interesting to see what his next move is and i and i do think that if kobe happened to be relegated at the end of the season this probably will be um iniesta's uh farewell to professional football and what a stalwart what a servant he has been for the game and um yeah, I do think Kobe will do their best to try keep him in Japan because he has a lot of knowledge, you know, and experience to implore on the youngsters. Um, and having someone like that in your front office and in your coaching staff, I think it would be, um, you know, a great acquisition for Vissel Kobe because I'm sure should they get relegated, they, wanna, they, they, they are going to want to fight back to get back to top flight football. Same as FC Yokohama are doing now. Same as, you know, Vigalta are doing now as well. So it's never over. You know, it's never over. Um, and I'm sure they'd want to get more of their, um, how can I say? <laughs> they'd want to get more of their investment back because, well, flipping hell. I mean, Iniesta, I mean, they did sign him for a whopping 30 million US dollars for him to come and play in Japan. So I think they would want more. Um, of a return on the investment in the guy um, And I mean I know The move was mostly Also fine co-financed And I mean this is off the record I'm not This is allegedly Allegedly Let me put it like that I think his transfer Was so massive that I'm sure um, The company Rakuten um, Allegedly They probably Co-financed the move You know because I think this, this, this was probably one of the most expensive transfers in, you know, J-League history, you know. Um, a lot of the guys, yes, they do sign for millions of dollars, but not a lot of them sign for 30 million US dollars. You know, a lot of them are in the ones, twos, um, fives. I mean, the, the largest transfer from last season was about 5 million US dollars. So this goes to let me know that to get Iniesta to come and play in Japan, um, the club sponsor, Rakuten, which happens also to sponsor FC Barcelona, I'm sure a deal was, um, well, let me, you know what, let me stop saying I'm sure. I'm certain <laughs> that allegedly a deal was made, um, you know, to make the transfer come true, you know, but um yeah, no, he's he's been he's been a stalwart man, and he's been amazing to watch. Um, like I say, he seems like a guy who hasn't missed a step, you know. Um, he's been a general in the midfield, and they love him in the city of Kobe. They absolutely love him. So it would make sense for him to stick around and just you know help out with grooming the youngsters. But anyway, yeah. So that was um, the surprising win of um, the past ten days, and then. Um, I'm going to talk about Shimizu Espals again because they did play yesterday as well. You know, to recap their game, um, I would call this one redemption. You know, Espals were able to redeem themselves by beating Nagoya Grampus, who aren't slouches, man. These guys are not slouches. Um, they're not busters in the league. So Espals was able to edge them in a 2-0 victory, you know. 
and you know comments from me man about the Espals attacking the attacking force look their forward players are playing amazing football you know um that brazilian striker of theirs that they have he's really starting to you know to prove why he was such a la- like a large acquisition last season um he's doing very well he's doing very well he's actually been scoring the past two games that i've watched him he's um he's been putting teams away you know he's been really giving goalkeepers a hard time and it's very good to see you know so shout out to espals man um well done in the win Again, Espals, I'm a bit biased when it comes towards them because I've got such a good relationship with their front office. We text each other. I always try to get in touch with them, um, whether they win or lose, you know, just to show them, um, you know, my commitment to building a relationship with the club. You know, um, as I said, Shimizu is an amazing beach town in Shizuoka. And, you know, they, they've, got, they've got a few pro teams. And I know they've got a professional rugby team, the Shimizu uh, Blue Sharks And then they've also got Espals So You know These are the teams That are the beating heart Of Shimizu You know So it's very important That they do well And they stay In the top leagues Because Having them In the top leagues Is more money for the club And more money for the club Is You know Employment It creates Employment opportunities For the people of uh, The town of Shimizu Okay So yeah, so that's why I, I tend to be a little biased towards them. But hey, I critique them when, when, you know, um, when it needs to be done. Because, you know, they, they've been fairly inconsistent. But they've, um, they've been able to piece together some decent games over the past couple of weeks. So it's very good to see, um, you know, them find their step, so to speak. And they seem to be finding their peak you know, and um, I'd say this would be around July, August is the right time for any professional team to peak because the season will be in the, you know, towards the end. As soon as September, October, November comes, the season, you know, is pretty much at its back end, you know. So for a team to be starting to peak now, July, August, that's a good thing for them because that, that means that they can be able to accumulate the points and be able to play themselves um Potentially into a playoff berth, you know. So, best of luck, Shimizu. And yeah, man, um, I can't wait to see what you guys do next because your attacking force, your forward players, they are looking lethal. The wingers, um, the central midfield, everyone is just starting to click, and that's that's positive to see. Nagoya, um, they were. Un- it was an unfortunate. They were actually playing at home. This was extremely unfortunate for them. Because they also conceded a red card. Rightly so, because that tackle, man, that was... I mean, the player saw that he wasn't going to get to the ball. So he was just like, listen, fuck it. If I'm not going to get to the ball, neither are you. So he just, yeah, he tripped um, the guy who was clearly, you know, um, in, a, in a great attacking position. Because if he wasn't going to score, he was going to be in a situation where he would just cross over, cross the ball in. And someone would have been there to finish it because it was going to put him in a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And a defender, a winger, one of the, I think the right winger was already shifting across to make sure that he is in position if the ball is um, squared across to him. All right. So that was unlucky. But, I mean, they still, um, S-Pulse still were able to finish the game two points to zero. And yeah, so I call that one redemption. 
redemption. They were able to redeem themselves from a surprisingly shocking loss that they experienced against uh, Veselkovic. All right, and then the se- uh, third notable game in the past 10 days, I would say, would be Cerezo versus um, Yokohama F. Marinos. <laughs> Man, um, so Marcos Jr. did not turn out for F. Marinos. Um, I suspect that he is injured, or maybe they're just resting him. Uh, we don't know. We're not, we're not in the front office. But I do suspect an injury um, because Marcos Jr. has been one of those players that the past two seasons, he hadn't actually missed a game, you know. But uh, yeah, Cerezo, they came out blazing because they scored two amazing goals. The first goal, the player shot out of the 18 area to beat the goalkeeper, man, on the you know, far post. That was a hard shot, you know. And the very same player almost scored a second goal again away from the 18 area. But this time um, he was unlucky because it hit the post. You know, so, so yeah, Cerezo, you know, the team from Osaka, they were showing that they don't care about the fact that F. Marinos or, um, are, are at the top of the log. They had come out to destroy them. Um, but then Cerezo, foolishly, foolishly within their own 18 area, decided um, on foul play on one of the F. Marinos players. And again, it resulted in one of the Cerezo players getting a red card. And also awarding F. Marinos a penalty. And that penalty, I think, was the momentum shifter within the game. Because after they scored that penalty, F. Marinos then started believing that, you know what, fuck it. You know, we're the champs. We can come back and we can actually win this. So that's what they did, man. They fought back and um, just before full time, they were able to equalize, you know, and score a second goal, which then um, put them square with uh, Cerezo. So the game eventually ended um, in a two-all draw, but I do believe that Cerezo pissed this one down the toilet, man. They literally could have taken Marinos down two points to zero. That penalty changed everything in the game. All right? So, yeah, and that was a second red card that I know that I'd uh, witnessed in the, yeah, in the past 10 days. Next game. Um, that we got to see was FC Tokyo versus Urawa Reds. Now, as I've been mentioning, FC Tokyo have been one of those teams where you couldn't exactly figure out where they are in terms of form this season. Because again, in this game, they were extremely disappointing. You know, they were nowhere in the game. They were 100% bullied by the team from Saitama, um, the Urawa Reds. Their attacking force, their forward players are also looking deadly, you know. And uh, they were able to close the game out three points to zero. You know, they scored three unanswered goals um, against FC Tokyo. And like I'm saying, FC Tokyo didn't even look like they were dangerous in the game. You know, Urawa Reds just kept, you know, applying pressure in the midfield, applying pressure, you know, um, out wide as well within the wingers. You know, they've got some pretty decent um, attacking players. So congratulations to them. That was, that was an amazing game. All right. And then the, the next game that we witnessed still in the J1 category was Gamba Osaka versus Kawasaki Frontal. Right. 
And I, I especially wanted to see this one because I'd heard that the Brazilians were uh, back in the starting lineup. Dam- uh, Damian um, and the other Brazilian fella were also back in the starting lineup. So I wanted to see how they would do, you know. Because again, Kawasaki has been, you know, they had been struggling in the past couple of weeks. And like I'd mentioned, that I did suspect that um, the imports were struggling with, the, you know, with some niggles. So I think they were rested the past two games. But man, did they come back to play. You know, on his first game back, man, Damião proved that he's, he's one of the top strikers in Brazil. And he proved why he was MVP of last season's, um, you know, J1 League campaign. Because, yeah, he scored an amazing goal, you know. Supporting was uh, crossed, it was, um, it was crossed over by his um, Brazilian teammate. And he found himself in an amazing position to just finish it off, you know, in the near post. So that was very good to see. And, um, yeah, so after Damiao scored that goal, that pretty much opened the floodgates because Kawasaki was able to finish the game with four points to zero. You know, Gamba Osaka were nowhere to be found. (laughs) And again, third game where I witnessed a red card. You know, I think Gamba Osaka, um, I think frustration started getting the better of them. Um, because again, they got a red card. One of their players got a red card because he kicked one of the players in the balls, man. That, 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 was, un, that was uncalled for, you know. I think when you're going to have foul play like that, where you've got a player kicking another one in the nuts, that, that, that's, that's a straight up red card, you know. Those are the family jewels, bro. Those are the family jewels. So credit to the referee because initially it was just a free kick and the guy got a yellow card and then the video assistant referee actually played that back and the referee was again addressed that no, 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 this is actually, this should be um, a red card offense because this player literally kicked the other one in the genitals and that's just unacceptable, you know, that's unacceptable. So yeah, credit to the referee for making that decision and... Yeah, shocking from Gamba, man. Shocking, shocking, shocking. But, um, I mean, they haven't been all that bad this season. But I think Kawasaki is just in a quest to try reclaim, you know, their place in the throne, you know. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man, you know, the, the race for number one. Because if Marinos don't seem to be letting up, you know. But Kawasaki has proven that they are indeed back in business. You know, this 4-0 victory was a stamp, you know, um, a statement, to put it rather, from them to just say that, listen, don't count us out just yet. We've been struggling with a few, you know, personal issues, I'm sure injuries, niggles, but they're back in business. All right. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. And then, um, so within the J2, I'm only going to talk about the one game that I was able to travel to in the past 10 days to watch. And that would be J2 team Fenforet Kofu. Uh, they hosted um, Vivaren Nagasaki, and that was down in Yamanashi. This was actually my first ever trip down to Yamanashi, and it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed myself. Yamanashi is not actually all that far. I mean, I mean, from where I'm from, where I stay in Fujisawa, it was um, about two, two and a half hour trip. 
But although it's a two and a half hour trip, man, it's, it's completely different down there. Um, but I will say, though, that people are so much, so much nicer down there because I got a few stares because I don't suspect they see too many you know, brothers, black people down there. So I got a couple of stairs, but those stairs weren't stairs of disapproval. It was like stairs of um, amazement. You know, I had so many people smiling at me, greeting me um, when I was eating at the restaurant before I went down to the stadium. And when I got to the stadium, um, flip, I felt like I was one of the athletes because, you know, people wanted to take pictures with me. <laughs> and I'm just like, guys, I'm just an agent, you know, who's just come to watch a game. But uh, yeah, it, it was amazing. And I got to catch up with the front office of, um, of both teams, um, but mostly of V, um, sorry, not Vivarn, of Fen for it. And, you know, we got to have a chat. I got to tell them about, you know, guys I've got on my roster. Um, and they did say that, all right, you know what, send us, you know, some um, player profile CVs and video footage. We'll have a look and we'll talk about it, you know, because now it's getting closer to, you know, the transfer window. So even though, um, you know, what I love about, you know, um, interacting with some of these front office staff is that they don't make any promises, you know, what they do say to you is, you know what, just send us, a, you know, this player's profile um, and we'll have a look and we'll give you feedback. And that's, and I think as an agent, that's all you're looking for. You know, no, we know this business that there are no guarantees. There are no promises. So it would be foolish, you know, for me to expect that, okay, every single fucking player that I introduce that it's a definite, okay, we want this guy just because they seem to like my personality. No, you know, it's all about what's best for the team. And sometimes what you have as an agent might not be what they're looking for, even if it's in the same position that they're currently scouting for, all right? So this is just a message to agents out there on the grind, man, introducing players. Just don't take it personally, guys, if, um, if a team doesn't end up going with the guy that you're introducing, because again, they might have a specific player in mind or a specific style in mind and maybe what you have currently, you know, um, the player that you're representing currently isn't fitting that, um, that need that they have. It's nothing personal. Just keep working at the relationship. That's what I would, you know, that's, that's the advice that I would give. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a learning curve, guys, this, this whole agent's journey. It's not something that is... You know, that, that's overnight success. You know, you've got to love the sport. You've got to love sports in general, you know, because it takes traveling, um, you know, spending money out of your own pocket because you're investing in this dream that you believe in, you know. Because I won't lie to you, currently, to, you know, to keep my business running, my expenditures are way more than what my income is for the business. But because I believe in what I'm doing, I know that I'm going to see the returns. You know, so you just got to have faith and keep at it, man. And if you love it, I promise you, it doesn't feel like work. Because I had to remind myself a couple of times, I promise you, when I was at the stadium last weekend and in the past couple of days, that, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm at work, but I'm like, but this doesn't feel like work. And I was like, you know what? So long as I have this feeling, 
I know that I can do this for as long as I want to. You know, that's, that's the feeling I got. And I believe that in anything that you're doing in your life, man, that's the kind of feeling that you've got to have. That when you're doing it, you constantly got to remind yourself, that, oh shit, oh yeah, I'm actually at work. But because it doesn't feel like that, you know that this is something that you can do for as long as you want. You control your destiny in this, literally. When you say it's time to pack it in and do something else, then it's time to pack it in and do something else. When you say, fuck it, I enjoy this, I'm going to go hard at it, I'm going to go the journey, I'm going to go the distance, then that's exactly what you do. All right? And that's pro sports, ladies and gents. That's professional sports, man. Um, That's the business. That's the business. If you don't have heart for this business, I don't recommend that you get into it. But anyways, listen, that's just me dropping a bit of knowledge. Um, But yeah, just back to the football. So, uh, man, I digressed a lot. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Back to the football. So, I watched the game, you know, um, Fen for It versus Viva and Nagasaki. And it was unfortunate that one of the Fen for It star players actually got injured early in the game. And they brought in a replacement. Brazilian player, man. Phenomenal. He's got the skill and everything. But what I noticed about this player was, I don't believe he's in shape. He's in soccer shape. He's definitely in rugby shape because when I was watching them warm up, I'm like, am I here to watch a rugby game or am I here to watch a football game, a soccer game? You know? And then it proved because when he got into the game, there was an instance in the game where um, almost like a a counter-attack breakaway sort of thing where Fenforet intercepted the ball. So... The, mid, you know, the central midfield is trying to play him into position for him to basically create a one-on-one situation for the striker with the goalkeeper. And when he put the through pass in, that guy, he, he couldn't get there. He struggled to get to the ball. And when he did, he, he just wasn't in a good position to put in a good shot because he was one-on-one with the goalkeeper. But he couldn't you know, quite convert it into points because... He was too slow in getting there. And by the time he got there, the angle was all wrong. You know, so it confirmed my suspicion about him. And I actually understood why he's on the bench is because this guy is actually out of shape. You know, I'm sure he's one of those guys where he's getting paid, you know, top dollar. He's getting a lot of money. And what that does is for some athletes is that it creates the fat cat syndrome. You know, that is one of the most dangerous, dangerous, um, how can I say, complacent state of mind that an athlete can ever be in. Because once they're in that fat cat syndrome, they believe that they've done, they've put in all the hard work and they no longer have to work hard anymore. That's when a lot of them start to, you know, slack off in training and they start to eat unhealthy. And then that's when they start picking up weight because now your lifestyle, you've, you know, you're no longer hungry for success. You know, you've reached a level of complacency where even your lifestyle now, you're about partying and probably um, women and all that stuff. And just the training has gone down. And again, a lot of athletes fall into this trap. It's a very, very slippery slope 
and very hard to come back from. Because what's funny is, before the game, when I was chatting to the front office, they did mention that they're looking for a center forward, a.k.a. striker. And I'm asking myself the whole time I'm sitting, um, you know, watching the game, that they have a striker in this Brazilian guy. Why did they tell him that they're looking for a striker? And it became clear to me that they're trying to, they're actually trying to get rid of this guy. You know? So, yeah, man. That was an eye-opener for me. Disappointing, because you can see the guy has, you know, skill. But he just, he, did, he doesn't have the fitness and the conditioning to, to finish off the hard work that's put in by the midfield players to try put him in a position to score. Because he had so many opportunities to score, but he just couldn't convert. You know? So, you know, Fan for it ended up losing that game 1-0. Um, even though they had majority of the opportunities. Terrible, man. Shocking. But nonetheless, I mean, in the league, they're still doing pretty well. I mean, they're, they're sitting at number eight at the moment. So it's not a cause for concern. It's just that I, I expected better from, you know, the players that they acquired. Because this guy, they acquired him, I think, about a couple of seasons ago. Um, and yeah, he just, yeah, he, he hasn't, he just, he didn't deliver on the day for me. You know? But uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. I think because the, the guy who was starting ahead of him got injured, I do think that he's going to be given more playing time, more game time to maybe prove himself. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. So that was the notable game that I got to notice within the J2. Um, it was an entertaining game, though. Shout out to Vivaren Nagasaki. Um, yeah, they seem to be doing well as well. I think they're number six on the log. Or was it Fenn for it at number 10 and them at number eight? But somewhere in between, all I know is they're not very far apart in terms of rankings. So it was always going to be an equally matched, maybe one team edging the other, you know, in terms of um, getting the, um, the victory. But credit to them. You know, they were able to travel away from Nagasaki, get all the way to Yamanashi and come away with the, th with, uh, the three points. So credit to them. All right, guys, um, so that is the recap um, of the past games within the past uh, 10 days, you know, week to 10 days. And um, it's been eventful. It's been eventful. Um, and like I say, the J-League is getting to its peak, you know, the peak part of the season where we're going to see a lot, of, um, a lot of players really coming out of their shells because now guys have been playing regularly. Their fitness levels are up. Um, they've been playing, you know, playing time is up um, because, yeah, this, this should have been week 20. So, yeah, I mean, guys have played over 20 games now. So guys, game fitness, game sharpness should be at an all-time high. And that's when players start peaking and they start, you know, scoring amazing goals like we witnessed, you know, these past 10 days. All right, so... Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much the recap. And just before I go, I actually um, want to talk to you about something amazing uh, project that we're wor working on as uh, MAG Mbekela Agency Group. So our agency has partnered and signed on to be an international representative for um, Spanish Academy, Getafe. Madrid International Football Academy. 
all right so in the beginning we were just uh partners with these guys but this past week we signed on to be their international representative and this creates an opportunity for high school players all right so getafe uh, madrid international football academy is basically an academy that welcomes you know players from all over the world you know they are a predominantly english speaking academy all right so they have a partnership with um an american school called akinas american school and high school players are able to enroll in the academy and be able to study at the akinas american school um i'm not sure if akinas or aquinas i think it's akinas akinas american school and you know after 17 the guys are able to obtain um a us accredited diploma which then makes them eligible to study anywhere in the world you know some guys are able to go study to join ncaa you know soccer programs and study in the usa some guys study in spain some you know come to study in asia some study somewhere in europe like you can study anywhere in the world all right and this is an incredible opportunity because and why I signed on to be an international representative of these guys is because of what I know of what it could do for young talented football players especially from the African continent. All right? So to to enroll you know all passports are welcome. All African passports are welcome. USA, Canada, um and all European All right. So this is an opportunity to those. The only requirement that's needed is that players have to have good grades and they have to be able to speak um good English. That's all that's needed. And obviously be good at soccer. <laughs> all right, that's the most important one because the academy does not want to enroll guys who clearly don't have a talent for soccer. All right. So it is a one-year program. There's also a semester program as well. um and then tied to the one year and semester program you know the, and this one and this program is basically for guys who want to have a taste of the academy there is actually a one week program that's available um but the one week program is tied to the one year program but it's almost like a trial period you know for um a student to basically see that okay is this for me or is it not but they still have to follow the same application procedures that they would have to do if they were you know um applying for a one year program all right it's an incredible opportunity guys um to learn from probably the best uefa accredited coaches and it's in probably one of the you know football top football markets of the world madrid spain you know you are literally in the same city where one of the biggest sporting or soccer brands real madrid is based and obviously players get a tour of um you know the the stadium of real madrid um so it's an incredible opportunity you know players get exposed to so much and they're able to play in in amazing tournaments and obviously if you get there man and you perform literally when you graduate from Akinas American School you can sign your first professional contract either with one of the big clubs in Madrid or from the surrounding towns 
around Madrid. You know, Spain has amazing weather and just there's so much to learn about um, Spain when you're living in Madrid because it is literally the heart of Spanish culture. All right. So that's an amazing opportunity. And to check this out, guys, for more information, make sure you go to www.m-a-g-sportsagency.net. All right. So that is our athlete network, athlete social network platform that you can check out the information. All right. Because there are prerequisites and there are requirements. Um, but all the information is contained on the site. So make sure to go onto the website and check it out. Don't sleep on this opportunity, guys. And like I say, all African passports welcome. So from my home country, South Africa, right to, to the last country within the continent um, of Africa, everybody is welcome to apply. All right. US, Canada, Europe. All passports are welcome. All right. And just a quick disclaimer just before I go. All right. Um, I represent, our agency represents the academy establishment. All right. We represent Getafe uh, Madrid International Football Academy. We do not represent players under the age of 18. Remember, the players who are able to sign up to the academy are all under 18. We do not represent those players. All right. We only liaise with parents and legal guardians of the players who are interested in getting in touch with us. I do not want any underage players contacting me. All right. So I just wanted to make sure that I put it out there as a disclaimer that no, we represent the academy. In Spain, we represent Getafe Madrid International Football Academy. The establishment solely. All right. Okay, so, um, yeah, so I just thought I'd throw that in there and um, just give you guys information about that because, like I said, I do believe it is an incredible opportunity for a young player to be able to learn and develop. Um, and carry on the path of you, you know um, on to becoming a professional soccer football player, and um, I think once you've had experience, you know, um, from developing in an academy in Madrid, Spain, I think that puts a player, you know, a cut above the rest, you know, in terms of making it into the pros. All right, so check out our website and you know get more information should you be interested. Please don't hesitate to get in touch. Players and legal guardians only. All right. Okay, guys. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, thank you for taking the time to, to listen to our podcast. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Um, we do enjoy bringing it to you guys. All right. It's a beautiful day, man. Beautiful Monday, Akche, in Tokyo. Um, and, uh, yeah. I wish you guys a productive week and uh, we'll catch up in the next episode. All right. Remember our slogan for the show, man. We don't only talk sports, we effing lived it. All right. Take care of yourselves and cheers. 
All right, so did you know that Sports Biz, from an agent's perspective, the podcast was actually parlayed from an ebook series that is available on Amazon.com? I, get, I, bet you, I bet you guys didn't know this. But uh, yeah, that is the case. Um, so when I started my journey as a sports agent, I told myself that, you know what, I want to document this journey as it's actually happening. All right. And then that gave me the idea that, you know what, to start an ebook series and to just basically talk about my experiences um, in sort of like an ebook series. All right. So the ebook series that um, we completed last year was season one. Four episodes of season one. Where basically, guys, I talk about my journey in transitioning from being um, an athlete, from being a player, to actually getting into the business side of professional sports. Right? I've always known that I wanted to be in the, um, the business of professional sports once I stopped playing, but I didn't know how. All right? I bet there's a lot of you know a lot of guys who are athletes. Or a lot of guys who are passionate about sports who actually want to become agents, but they don't know how to become agents. Okay, this is where I recommend, I recommend that you get um, my Sports Biz from an Agent's Perspective ebook series. All right, that series literally details everything, man. It details um, the process and it also details on how to get started. Um, you know, when you just want to open up your own shop, your own agency, how to prospect for clients. All right. And also, um, I also tell stories about the transfer window. And I also tell stories about just my life in Tokyo since I've been here. All right. Trust me, there's some epic stories that you would not want to miss that are over there. But um, all that aside, the most important information that is on there is literally about how to get started as a sports agent and just how to navigate this journey because i don't have a mentor no one's mentoring me in this sports agency journey it's literally um through trial and error and it's literally just you know taking it day by day and going by instincts okay so make sure you get the ebook series man sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series all right. Um, and I wish you guys well on your journey, man. I wish you well on your agent's journey. For any agent that's looking to come into the game or for any sports enthusiast that's looking to come into the game, I wish you nothing but luck. But make sure you get the ebook series. <laughs> just kidding, man. But yeah, I just thought I would um, tell you guys about it because a lot of guys told me that they didn't know that my podcast was parlayed from an um, an ebook series all right there was even a press release there was even like it was also in the media as well um because my podcast has just been catching on so much popularity here in asia and in the african continent and then the one person just contacted me and, and was like listen i saw sports biz from an agent's perspective on amazon was this a book? I was like, yep, it was first a book before I made it into a podcast. 
So anyway, I thought I'd share that little story. And uh, yeah, man, I hope you guys go out and get it. I definitely recommend it and you won't be disappointed. Many more seasons are coming as well. All right. Cheers. Cheers.